0: Ni and Kiodana, and welcome to today's episode of The Link Up. We've got a wonderful guest in store for you guys. Uh, she hails from the lands of Tokelau and the Cook Islands. And she's a mother and a recent uh tertiary graduate. So, yeah, without further ado, here is Nasta. Thank you, Shah, and thanks for having me on your
1: podcast this morning. So welcome. I'm um, na and e Maloney to all your viewers. Uh, my name is Nasta, and as Shah mentioned earlier, I come from the Cook Islands and from Tokelau. My mum comes from Hakoho, which is in Tokelau and my dad comes from Mangaya in the Cook Islands. I um, have five, well there are five of us siblings. Um, I have two older brothers and two younger sisters. I am smack bang in the middle (laughs) and I'm also the eldest daughter so as you might know it comes with its perks but also its challenges
0: Yeah, I am also
1: married to a handsome (laughs) someone and I have two handsome boys to him Um, one who is eight and the other who is one I'm actually not from Auckland and don't come for me but I do come from um, the beautiful city of Poriroa Um, From the creek, to be exact. (laughs) Um, And that's where I did a lot of my school years. Mm. um, Right up until I was about 18, 19. Mm. And then I went down to Dunedin Mm. um, to study at Otago. Cool. But prior to going to Otago, I did do a stint at Victoria University. Okay. Cool. (laughs) Um, Which was, yeah, which was amazing. Mm. But also quite challenging Mm. only because i had initially signed up to go to otago and i was waiting for them Mm. to get back to me and i hadn't heard from them right and my parents were like well you need to do something you Mm. can't just be sitting around at home and as all good daughters do (laughs) um i signed up to victoria and because all my friends were going there i was Mm. like oh yeah." Might as well. Yeah. I mean, I've got my support crew. We're going to do this. We're going to yeah. smash it out. Uh, so I did the CUP course, was which is a foundation course to get into uni. Right, cause okay. I didn't get all my credits in right. school, which is fine. <laughs> um, Different yeah, pathways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and so I went to um, Vic, and it was meant to be for six months, mm. which, was, which was great for me because then I was like, oh, yeah, sweet. Mm-hmm. I'll get into uni and do my stuff. And um, while I was there, I didn't actually pass. Okay. Great. (laughs) Which was great for um, my parents. No, (laughs) no, it wasn't. Um, So what had happened was I was cruising in that year. Right. Because I didn't actually know what I wanted to do.
0: Okay. And being (laughs) as the title of this episode is The Purpose -Driven (laughs) Driven Life. Yeah. I like
1: had nothing like I was just like okay get into uni and then I didn't think of okay what are you going to do after you get Get into yeah um and then so I didn't pass in that six months and then at Victoria Victoria University Mm -hmm. and then I um got a letter from Otago University and Mm. they you're like, okay, cool. You're accepted to do the foundation course for first year health science. Right. Now, the backstory for health science. I thought <laughs> that this was it for me. I was what like, you wanted to yeah, do? because I grew up in the hospital, like in that arena with my mum working at the hospital, yeah. and I loved being in that environment. Right. Um, and I was like, okay. You You're going to be makes, a doctor. Yeah, it makes sense <laughs> that because I love being in the hospital and being around um, this sort of lifestyle, i would be a doctor. Mm. So I went down to Dunedin. Yeah. I did the year of foundation, foundation study. And I didn't pass that. Wow. Yeah. And I, at that stage, I was like, oh, my gosh, okay. Well, what am I going to do now? mm anybody would be like, okay, just give it a year. No, I applied to go in to Otago University as a 20-year-old because you know how you don't have to have your university entrance and apply to get in. And I got in and I was like, okay, cool. Maybe this is where we're supposed to
0: go. And this is where it's meant to start. Yeah,
1: and I did that year. I went back down, did the year... I failed. Like, we don't even get wow. to second semester, and I had already failed. So that's three yeah. big whammies. Yeah. And, like, I was thinking, girl, you had no business going down without your family to study, you know, yeah. health science. Like, who do you think you are? <laughs> um, Kind of thing. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back and... And pursue anything else. Like, people were like, yeah, maybe there's another path. And I was like, no, this is it. I've already shut the door on studies. Yeah. I don't need to be here. You're done. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Um, And in that year, which was 2009, I did get married. Yeah. And I'm still married. <laughs> um, to Praise this, God. Yeah. To this amazing man. Um, But, yeah, I was just, like, in limbo. Right. So I was... Not very purposeful. Yeah. So I was, I got married in that year, I in my first year of marriage. I was, um, I had a job, but I didn't enjoy it. Right. And then I had to come back to Wellington Mm. because I was like, nothing's working. Mm. So I came back to Wellington to where my family are and I worked with my dad Mm. and I worked there for a couple of months and Mm. then I moved to Auckland. Right where your um, husband where is. my husband was yep. um and even in that year i was doing absolutely nothing and i oh. felt like what are you doing mm. like what are you actually doing there was no motivation there yep. was no drive mm. i was just doing nothing how
0: did you feel about yourself during that time <gasps> man i felt
1: like useless because mm. i was just like you've got no vision you've mm. got no purpose why are you here yeah um and so that was a pretty tough time and then I got a call from my dad who was like if you're not doing anything you might as well come back and work with me
0: mm.
1: and so that's what we did okay um so I went back down to Wellington and worked with him for two years mm. but even in that I was like okay this is it I'm not good for anything else so I might as well just stay here Mm. and I didn't have anything else beyond that and my parents were great because they were like we just want you to until you get your feet back until you get back on your feet sorry Mm. um we just want you just to work just until you figure out what you're going to do with your life right and I stayed there because it was easy Mm. because I became complacent right um and at the end of those two years, I actually fell pregnant. Okay, and that was unexpected.
0: Right.
1: Um, and so I was like, okay, now we're pregnant. Yeah. Something's gonna yeah. change. Something needs to change. Right. And um, because and my husband was living in Auckland, yeah. we were also like, so you're commuting between yeah, cities and we had to figure out like what we were actually gonna do. Mm. And so I ended up moving back to Auckland.
0: Okay,
1: um, I finished up two weeks before I was due, right. and then I moved. Wow, okay. Yeah. So I finished up the job two weeks before I was due, and then I moved up a week before I was due. Mm. Um, so it was like, that was a massive rush, mm. and I wouldn't recommend anyone doing that. <laughs> because it was stressful um (laughs) yeah especially when you're meant to be nesting yeah so like I didn't have that time to nest um so I don't actually know what that feels or looks like (laughs) but that's okay um but yeah that was a really interesting time for Mm -hmm. me and even in that space even though I found out that I was pregnant and I knew that something had to change I just didn't know what it was
0: yeah And so do you feel like you were still in limbo and didn't quite have direction or purpose still? Yeah. And so for that
1: period, I was a stay-at-home mum. And it was great because, like we were talking about it before, it was kind of like my training ground Mm. for when I went into teacher aiding.
0: Right.
1: Um. Because it taught me a lot of patience. It yeah. taught me... Be- becoming a mum? Yeah, becoming a mum, yeah, sorry. Um, becoming a mum taught me a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. It also taught me who I was mm-hmm. becoming as a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave me that, um, you know, wanting to nurture mm-hmm. Um, that passion to want to nurture my child Mm. in all aspects and making sure that he had the best of the best um, in terms of his upbringing and because now when if you meet him he's confident really really (laughs) confident and I love that about him he is
0: such a precocious little
1: boy I'm just like where'd you get that from because mummy's not that (laughs) way inclined at all um but, yeah, so that taught me a lot. And mm. then I applied after my year, my year stint of being at home with him. Mm. I applied to become a teacher aide at right. a local school. Okay. And at first I was like, teacher aiding? Mm. Like, um, do you really think you're going to be able to nail this? And
0: is this in a monologue?
1: Yeah. Right. Like, And these were things that... Um, speeches that I had to battle with, like yeah. the self-doubt, like you're not worth anything, mm. all these things. Imposter things, syndrome. Yeah, that I had to battle with. right. And then when I actually got the job, because hmm. when I went into the interview, I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah. Like, I'm really bad at this kind of stuff, but they seem to like me. And I was like, and they gave me the job that day.
0: Wow, yeah. amazing. So that like, would have
1: been such a... Boost it confidence. Was. Boost. I was like, okay, I'm good at something, guys. Yeah, we're winning here. And then I started my journey as a teacher aide, mm. and it was great, and I mm. really enjoyed it. And I was like, I could be happy just doing this. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. I'm glad it didn't stay
0: there, but <laughs>
1: yes. yeah. Um, and so it was funny because while I was there, um, one of the teachers, the head teacher, that was mm. there at the time. I was only there for, like, not even five months. Right. And she was like, what are you doing here? Mm. And I was like, what do you mean? I need a job. <laughs> I need some money. <laughs> like, I'm here to work. And she was like, no, like, what are you doing here? Mm. You shouldn't be here. You should, <clears throat> You should actually go and study, get some sort of degree, like a teaching degree. And I was like... I always seen the same person. <laughs> do you realize that I actually came from studying yeah. and I don't want to go back there again yeah. because I didn't want to fail. Yeah. And she was like, no, really you shouldn't be here. You should actually wow. go and do a teaching degree. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. So I brushed it off And then she came back like a year after I had been there and she mm. was like, so how old's your child? Mm. Um, you know, by the time that you finish this degree, your child will be in school, and you'll be able to go and do your teaching.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was like,
0: "You're <laughs> funny.
1: You're so funny." She's like, "No, I'm being serious." Wow. And I was like, "Okay." I mean, I love that she saw that. Yeah. Because I couldn't see it.
0: Right, and we really do need those people, those types of people in our tribe who can actually see us when we can't
1: yeah that's Mm -hmm. so true and so it was like i had time to mull it over Mm. like two years yeah (laughs) to mull it over and i was like okay i really had to pray about it because Mm. i was battling like i failed in studying Mm. and i didn't want to go there again yeah
0: that would have been painful as well
1: and so i really had to take it to prayer because i was like okay lord if this is Mm. in your will for me to go back and study Mm. and do this particular degree then i'll do it and i said but this this and this has to open up for Mm. me to go back and do it right and so at the end of 2018 i was like okay lord i'm sending in my application this is it (laughs) yeah i need to get past this interview yeah um and i need to get my foot on the door if if it doesn't happen, then I know that that's a did. Yeah. Yeah, right. And then I got it. Wow. And so I got my acceptance letter at the end of 2018 for 2019 to start. Wow. My Bachelor of Education.
0: Amazing. And we did it. You did it. <laughs> and I think, which people, which Nasta won't say about herself, but she maintained <laughs> an A-point grade average Throughout her whole degree. Yeah. Is that right? (laughs) Yeah. For me to get that,
1: my first, especially my first Mm. A, I was like, okay, I do have some potential. I am able to do this. Mm. And so as soon as I got there from then on, I was like, I can't go any lower than this. Yeah, Anything less than this is not excellence for me. Yeah. And so that's that was my thought process right throughout yeah. um, Wow
0: Right throughout uni. And obviously the experience of having failed three times previously and in such a harsh way. Yeah. Very character building I should say. To yeah, be in was. a place where you could see the excellence that you wanted to carry on throughout your journey Mm -hmm. how did that make you feel I I felt like I could accomplish all things
1: yeah like I felt like I could see the end of the tunnel Mm. because with all the previous ones because I had no purpose Mm. because I didn't know what I was doing Mm. there was no light at the end of the tunnel for me and so when I got this A Mm. I could see that that day where I crossed the gra- the graduation stage yeah. um, and that was mana enhancing for me
0: yeah totally yeah, absolutely so. the topic of today's episode is the purpose driven life what is purpose to you? purpose for me so it's my why mm.
1: It's what, purpose is why I do things yeah. and when I actually applied to um, to study mm. at the university that I went to, mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it was funny because initially I didn't have, like I was like, okay, I'm going to do my teaching degree mm. and whatever job comes after that, then that would be great. Right. But when I actually applied, oh, yeah. I applied with... Um, a particular school in mind, right? Which, um, which was great because that's the school I grew up in. Yeah, and I was like, okay, wow, Lord, like, how cool would it be to go back to this particular school, yeah. and teach students who are like me, yeah. Um, and that was my why mm. is because I wanted to do it for our Pacifica students. Yeah. I wanted them to see that they can achieve all things mm. if they just do the work mm. and that they're able to do it and that they need somebody who can affirm them in that mm. area, like I needed that. Mm. Um, they need to see somebody who sees potential in them, mm. who can see that they are able to strive for bigger and better things.
0: Yeah, and speak life yeah. into them.
1: And I wanted to go back to my community and yeah. serve them
0: yeah.
1: the way they served me. Wow. So...
0: Amazing! That, yeah,
1: and f- it's great because I'm actually going back to that school.
0: Wow! I got
1: offered a job there.
0: Amazing! Yeah. So the the dream, yeah, and the why has now become a reality. Yeah, yeah. that's and really full circle.
1: Yeah, and honestly, by the grace of God. Yeah. Because I didn't think that I could do it, mm. but he could. He saw that potential yeah. in me, and just put people around me to affirm mm-hmm. me into that absolutely into that space, and yeah. i
0: think even as really close friends we've been aware of each other's journeys and we've been in each other's corners mm. championing each yeah. other on yes. and it was your graduation day is one of my favorite memories yeah. because to not only see how proud Yeah. Everyone Mm -hmm. was your family, your friends, your tribe, Mm -hmm. your support Mm -hmm. networks. It was also amazing seeing the dream and heartfelt desire of someone you're really close to become a reality and realize that through them being on this journey, you're able to see them light up yeah. and find purpose yeah. and find strength yeah. to become the person they wanted to become. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I'm so proud of you because to have watched you throughout this whole journey, I've just been like, go now. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And that's been that. Eh? Mm. Um, Although I loved your dad's um, speech at your graduation where he was like, it was so great that you got your Bachelor of Education. And then he was like, but I need you to do your Masters it's like yeah like, dad you go I'm like, thank you so much for that dad
1: um can we just yeah they're like quickly let's go
0: move on to the next yeah, present.
1: but that was it like for my family to oh. see it come full circle yeah they saw me go into uni they saw me do um go through that failure uh, phase and then for them to see me actually complete it yeah and cross the the um, stage at the end that oh, would have been, that been amazing it was and just the when I told them that I was graduating they were just like oh my gosh yeah. nice! that's so good yeah. and not only for them but yeah. for their kids to see yeah. as well and it was great that my um, nieces and nephews were able to yeah. come and witness I
0: love that your entire family came up from Poredua yeah. to Auckland <laughs> yeah so it was a big thing not just for me
1: but for them as well absolutely and that me graduating was a celebration of them as well yeah and the people in my life like yeah everybody Mm. so yeah it was such a great time and I'm so just thankful that we got there awesome that's so
0: wonderful okay so we're gonna change tangents a little bit still um talking about purpose but i also know you're a mother as well to two very handsome cute boys and i would really like to delve into your journey of motherhood the joys the challenges um and everything in between but I think it would be really cool to i guess understand purpose or your why in becoming a mother, um
1: yeah, sure, so when I fell pregnant the first time with my with my eight year old mm. i was I was excited, but mm. I was also really scared right. um because I felt like I was too young mm. I felt like i didn't have it all together, in terms of finances, in terms of um, a proper job, mm. a secure job, um, or a house, yeah, where a space where that we could call home.
0: Mm.
1: And so all these thoughts were going through my mind. And um, but it, you had also been married a number of years by yeah, now, eh? so we had um, our eight-year-old. We in our fourth year of marriage, mm. um, and that was tough because we we're also living apart,
0: right? Um, so doing the city commute, yeah, still, like okay. we
1: would still be seeing each other, and so we had to decide from there where what we were going to do, mm. and that's when I decided to come up to Auckland, right? But in that time, I was just like, okay, you know that you are getting yourself ready for another person, another mm. being. That you're fully re- going to be responsible for, mm. and you can't give them back. Like you can't give your nieces and nephews back yeah. after two nights. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was like, okay, what are what are we doing? Yeah. What are we gonna? How are we gonna do this? How are we gonna take care of this child? Mm. And like it was great that I was getting advice from heaps of different people. Mm people um, about the processes and I was reading up books about Mm. you know how this was going to work and what this was going to look like but as soon as he came those were all out the gate right what they were telling me didn't apply to your situation because you like you can prepare yourself this is just for me Mm. you can prepare yourself for all of these things but Mm. as soon as they come it's it's a completely different. It's a new book yeah. that you're writing yourself, yeah. really, and so I had to learn how to navigate that space and mm. what that was going to look like. Mm. And it was helpful because I had a lot of family members come around, right? Which was great for me because mm. then I felt like I wasn't doing this alone. Alone. Mm. And you need your village yes. to come and offer you mm. And being a first time mum yeah. Because there were times where I was like I want to throw on the towel I want yeah. to give him back But where do I give him back to? Yeah. Um,
0: because it scared me Yeah. Um, and do you mean by... S- scared as in you felt like you were going to fail this child yeah yeah because and you're like someone else needs to be responsible (laughs) yeah because you've got to keep them alive do you know what I
1: mean he's been a great kid yeah um when he was especially when he was younger Mm -hmm. like I'll just see the way he would develop and if he knew that something was off with me he would come up to me and be like mommy are you okay and I'd be like you're a child. You <laughs> got no business in how I'm feeling right now. But that's all I needed. Yeah. And then he'd be like, "Okay, let's go, and carry on." And I'll be like, "Oh, okay." So I'm not allowed to be in my feelings. Yeah. I feel this. That's cool. Let's go. Let's go. Carry on and do life. But that's just the kind of kid he was. A built resilience yeah. and strength within you. And so I was like okay thank you because I needed that
0: yeah um and he very is like he's very much like that where he's like okay let's go yeah because life carries on yeah it doesn't stop so
1: I was just like I'm so glad that I learned this I mean
0: he's such a joy to me like being around him when I'm around him he makes me crack up so much and he's such an inquisitive kid yes he
1: is (laughs) has the Questions of Doom, where I'm like, can you just go Google it like you Google all your other questions that you have? Um, But yeah. And now that I have a one year old who recently just turned one, I'm like, okay, I can like relax a little bit with this one because my eight year old was my training ground for this one. Yeah. And he is. (laughs) He is just a whole different. <laughs> kettle of fish? <laughs> yeah, kimmel of fish, which is great because now I'm like, okay, I can't apply the same things that I did to With my first, first one. one.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I've got to affirm him and nurture him in a different way, Yeah, which has been great because mm. I'm still learning yes.
0: what that looks like for yes. myself. Um, and th- your second child has stairs of doom. Yeah. <laughs> He cracks me up, that one. He's got
1: hard hands. <laughs> so he'll probably be our boxer, which I'm, yeah.
0: i Yep.
1: Being as I felt on. one
0: of those wallops in my face, yeah. I can definitely attest to him being a boxer. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. And my older one, he's been great.
0: Mm. And he's so ter-
1: soft. Yeah, in <laughs> terms of being yeah. the older brother. Yeah, And... Wanting to take him off my hands, yep. even though he's this little eight-year-old, <laughs> being like, "Mom, don't worry, I've got him." <laughs> I'm like, no, you don't. But thank you so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's just been great in that way. Yeah. But yeah, it's to see the different personalities coming through yeah. between the two um, is a whole new learning curve for mm-hmm. me because, like I said, you do have to adjust the way you nurture the two of them yeah it's not the same
0: and in terms of purpose and your why for your two sons yeah what are some of your hopes and dreams for them that continues to push you to live purposefully yeah so
1: um now that i can say that i've graduated (laughs) um my big thing for me was to show them that they could do these things; mm. that they are able to do whatever they want to do. Um, my whole thing for my boys is that I want them to be grounded. Mm. I want them to know who they are first and foremost. I want to know. I want them to know who their God is, mm. who they are in, in Christ. Mm. I want them um, to be bold, to be confident, and. Mm. I'm glad that that's happening with my eight-year-old because he is bold. He
0: very much so,
1: (laughs) And he is confident. Bold, borderlining
0: bot. But but I love it. I love it. I love to see it because I was not that kid. Like I was,
1: but not to his degree. Yeah, and because he will catch me out sometimes. Mm. And I'm just like what where (laughs) does this come from do you know what i mean but yeah so that's my yeah i want them to be able to just go out there and be so confident in themselves Mm. and who they are and whose they are Mm. that they're able to do bigger and greater things more than i had the opportunity to do
0: yeah amazing that's so awesome yeah um So, in terms of your motherhood journey, you've been a working mum, a stay-at-home mum, and even a studying mum. So, it's definitely been a journey, Um, and you're currently uh, still a stay-at-home mum who's uh, going to be embarking on being a working mum again. Um, What was that whole period like through all those transitions of being in different seasons as a mother so with um, going back
1: into work after yeah. having my first baby mm. I was kind of scared because mm. I still wanted to be that person that nurtured my baby
0: right.
1: um, and daycare wasn't an option, mm.
0: mm-hmm. it just
1: wasn't an option for me and so I was able to ask my in-laws mm. to take, if they could for a period, take care of my son, right. and they were able to do that for me. Wow. And, yeah, um, I was so happy that they could because when I spoke to my husband about um, what we were going to do with my son, yep. when I went back to work, I told him straight off the bat that um, – daycare wasn't an option mm. and he was just like why don't we why don't we ask family if they mm. can and I was just like oh yeah true you're I like what's found an yeah. option okay. it's like oh yeah I didn't even think about that yeah. and so for him to be like you know we got other people mm. just reminded me that actually we do have this yeah. massive village that you're not alone yeah that we can take our baby to. Yeah. um and so that was great because mm. then it alleviated all the stress that I was feeling going back into work mm. and not having to worry about that. Mm. And knowing that he would be
0: safe. Yeah. Mm.
1: And that was it. Like I needed to know that he was going to be safe. Mm. And he was. Yeah. So that was that was great for me mm. as a mother. And then when I went into study, mm. we're going back down to one income. Right. And so I was like we had this talk again to my husband with my husband and he was saying that's fine you know that this is we're going to sort this out and I was like really but we're going back down to one income and he's like it's okay we're going to sort it out and being the great man that he is (laughs) he alleviated all the financial stress off of me yeah so and I think that comes from place of privilege mm. because i know that a lot of other families or mothers mm. aren't afforded the same things yeah. that i was able so for the three years that mm. i was studying my husband was covering us financially mm. so he was covering our bills he was covering my food <laughs> um he was covering the things, yeah the my babies s- yeah he just had all of that yeah and he was like you focus on your study and Mm. what you need to do yeah because he understood that it was just for a season
0: and I think even for myself having witnessed that and being around you guys um it was really empowering to see um to see you guys dynamics and to see like he really did provide and protect and to see you in such a safe space that it allowed you to thrive yeah and that was such a privilege to see, yeah. Um, and it really endeared me, yeah, <laughs> towards him a lot more, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. So I, yeah, I take my hat off to your yeah. hubby. <laughs> he gets props yeah, for those ones.
1: He did such an amazing job, mm. and I wouldn't have been able to go back into study mm. had he not been like, I've Do got it. you covered, yeah, like, you know. And even while I was studying, because I still had my mm. my my eldest son yeah. that I still had to take to school and stuff. Yeah. On the days off that I did have off, I would be looking after him and yeah. taking him to. But the days that I couldn't, my in-laws came and covered for me.
0: Right. They
1: came and did the whole
0: Amazing. looking after,
1: making sure that he went to school because yeah. my second year of study, he mm. went to school, making sure that he was okay. Mm. And if my husband could, when he had his days off, he would mm. do the same. So in... In all that time, mm. I had people, my family, who were covering us. Yeah, um, yeah. that village was such an amazing, it's, yeah. it's an amazing thing to be able to have a village mm. that can do that.
0: And in terms of your why and even just purpose, how have those experiences shaped you in the way that you are who you are now? Um, it's
1: allowed me And it's given me the opportunity To be able to decide Whether or not I want to work Because my husband Is in this great job um, Where he is able To support us financially mm. And I That is a privilege Because I know that not everyone Is afforded right. the same privilege um, But for him to be like you know it's okay if you do or don't
0: yeah Yeah. I remember him saying to you like you could go back to study and get your master's if you wanted to or you could start working yeah and that's and I love that yeah that I don't
1: I have this option open for me Mm. um and that he's supporting me 100% Mm. um I'm also um and what that looks like for me and my children, mm. it means that I can be around them mm. as well. Um, but the reason why I do stuff is so that, especially with this teaching degree and um, where I'm going with this, is so that my sons are able to say, okay, mum, mum was able to do this with two kids, yeah, with her two boys. Mm. And they... Just as much as I was on this journey of teaching, they were on it too.
0: With you. Yeah, yeah.
1: because I remember um, my oldest son, mm. whenever I was studying, he would come into the room and be like, oh, mummy's studying. I'll come and ask you later.
0: Wow, yeah.
1: And those are privileges that not everybody has because kids mm. can be quite demanding. Mm. And for him, he knew when mummy was in her room studying not to disturb me, yeah. and that he could come back at a later time.
0: Yeah, and I remember you saying he'd occupy himself quite well where he'd build stuff, he'd be drawing stuff, and Mm -hmm. I've even had a few of his um, drawings for me because I call them my buttercups. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And I have such a good relationship with him, but I have seen where he actually is quite an inquisitive child who yeah. likes to seek out things for himself. Yeah. So, yeah, because he's not so demanding yeah. of your time, yeah, uh, that would have allowed you to actually yeah. be able to go on this journey as well. Yeah,
1: and because I want my kids to be able to be independent as mm. well and not be scared to ask, mm. to ask even the hard questions. Right. And that's what we've, and that's what he does. Mm. He does ask the hard questions, mm. the, the whys and the why nots. and um, But also during that time, it was important while I was studying that I had my family around, mm. my wider family, my mm. in-laws, mm. because they did a lot of the raising as well. Mm. It wasn't just me. Yeah. Took a village. Yeah, it really did. Mm. Um and my son is the product of that village. Yeah. Um and me being able to finish this, this degree is a product of that village. Yeah. Um so yeah, it was it was never a me. It's all about me. Mm. It was always it's to enhance and to build up what the village gave back gave to me. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, so um, there's so much purpose in bettering yourself, but the betterment of self is actually for the betterment of all. and that's it because if I succeed, if the one person succeeds,
1: then everybody else in the village succeeds because of it. Yeah. Because they're part of that. Um, Right. Yeah, and like growing up, you know, when I was younger – I had a village behind me, mm. my Cook Island village, yeah. my Tokelau village. Mm. They all had a part to play in the way I grew right. I grew up and the way I knew of stuff culturally. Mm. Um, because <laughs> being that I'm from the Cook Islands mm. and from Tokelau, they're two very different things. Right, They bring two very different aspects of their cultures.
0: Mm.
1: Um, and I grew up a lot with my Tokelau side right. because... My mum was head honcho.
0: Yeah. <laughs> in the family.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: so She was the boss. Yeah, she yeah. was the
1: boss. So anything she said, that was it. Like, yeah. nobody was going to argue with that. Yeah. Not even dad. <laughs> so if we had to go and do stuff yeah. to do with her family, mm-hmm. we had to go and do it. Yeah. And we knew the roles that we played in those. Right. Because we grew up around it. Yeah. And so when I would go to my Cook Island side. Right. Um, it was very different. Mm. Um, we, I felt like more of an observer. Okay. In that space. Okay. Not so much now, Mm. but, um, when I was growing up, Mm. I felt like an observer because I grew up with my talk side. That's all I knew. Right. Um, and then going to my dad's family things.
0: It was foreign? Yeah. in in a sense. Mm. In a sense it was foreign. And mm. how has that tied into you into your story of purpose and to your why and into how you present yourself? When I graduated, my mm. dad's sisters mm. who
1: are Cook Island, they did something for me.
0: Wow.
1: And yeah. And it was it was very what was it? It was just full of love, mm. if I can say that. Mm. Full of Aroha? Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah.
0: Does it, it make you like, emotional yeah, thinking about it?
1: It's just a, like, because I knew it wasn't just my degree. Yeah.
0: It was everybody's. Yeah. So, yeah. That's also- <laughs> Um Okay, so we've spoken about um a purpose-driven life Mm. and we've talked about your whys um and I guess the journey of motherhood that you've taken as well um I guess in terms of before we wrap up do you have some final thoughts on that that you'd like to share with our viewers yeah if
1: you're itching to go back and study but because you're having these intrusive thoughts don't listen to that, don't yeah. listen to the naysayers because you've got more people on your team than you think you do. Mm. And it, it'll just take that one person to yeah. be like, you know, you got you actually got potential. Mm. You can actually do more than what you're doing now. Mm. Don't settle mm. for the second best. Yeah. Like go for the excellence. Yeah. Go for the higher degree wherever it is whatever it is just just do it just start
0: amazing that's awesome uh I think for me in terms of my final thoughts around purpose and my why like it's been so empowering and uplifting hearing your journey Mm -hmm. and your story today Mm -hmm. and I am so glad I know that as the future unfolds we'll totally be in each other's corners yeah, ripping and propping yeah. each other up but I think for me even this is part of my why yeah. running this podcast yeah. doing this podcast where we allow women and their lived realities mm. and their lived experience come on and give them a platform to share the things that are on their yeah. heart um, this is purposeful too because we all get to learn and exchange knowledge and share knowledge so that we can all grow together. And and I really love that uh, for me, my why a lot of the time comes down to what I'm able to give back. Mm, And being able to give back to all those who have given to me To all those who have seen me through the good, the bad, and the extremely ugly, (laughs) Um, it's nice to see where God has put me now. And to see all of this thing come together, uh, all of the things come together in a beautiful collision of all these different spaces and worlds. Um, But I'm really grateful for it. And it feels very purposeful yeah. because it's about others yeah.
1: and,
0: and i think that's it yeah. really
1: isn't it uh, yeah. yeah it's about inspiring and motivating the yeah. next generation especially
0: totally well that is for me yeah i love that cool and Man, that was a great conversation. A very intense, emotional one. Yes. Um. But thank you so much, Nasta, for coming on. Thank no, you thank for you. sharing your cultural perspectives, your journey of motherhood, um, even your journey of finding purpose mm. and figuring out the <laughs> where to. And yeah. I love that our stories are still unfolding yeah. and there's still so much more in store. Um, But, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank
1: you for having me. It's been a
0: pleasure. Thank you. Awesome. So that's our episode for today. If you guys have any questions or any topics you'd like us to discuss, just email us at info at thelinkup.co.nz or message us on TikTok or Instagram. Otherwise, we will see you later. Bye. This episode was proudly brought to you by Blue Wave TV.
1: Executive producer, Fuimaono Martin Anai. Executive producer and host, Anisha Epinesa. Producers, Ryan Batumaka, Hannah Schmidt, Daisy Dean Anai. Director, podcast and content creator, Anisha Epenesa. Editing, Ryan Batumaka graphic designs Ryan Batumaka, Inola Bayer, set design Daisy Dean Anai, Ryan Batumaka, Hannah Schmidt, Anisha Epenesa. Original music Lightsaber. Special thanks to our production company Blue Wave TV.